Welcome to That Smiling Dentist Show, and today we are going to break down the core components of the sales funnel, all right, and and the core components of that, why people, why patients buy, why they solve their problem, and they decide to solve their problem with you, and what the exact steps are behind that, all right, and so in, in a... In a online funnel okay so we're, i guess we can call them they're two they're both both of them are the same things right they're both sales funnels but what we're going to talk about is online funnels and offline funnels okay there's two distinct types and your online funnel is the process that we talk about a lot and 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 you know the core funnel that you you need to build for your practice and and then you know build out from there into different services okay and, and automations um but the core of your sales process requires you to take people who are looking for your service or product, okay, and putting them through a simple process to be able to buy your product quickly, all right, and shorten your sales cycle. And quickly could mean in some industries a year, right? I mean, that, that may not sound like a quick sales cycle, but, you know, if you're selling a, a quarter million dollar product, that's, that's what your average sales cycle could be, right? In, in the dental world, Obviously, the higher case you get, the longer time it takes to sell. Okay, period. If it's a, if they're a walk-in. Okay, I, I under, we're not talking about referrals here. Referrals aren't the. We don't talk about much of referrals here in this podcast. All right, referrals aren't the way that you predictably and measurably grow your business. You just can't sit there and wait for referrals. Everything we speak about here is going to always be about new walk-ins or new business or new people that are coming in for the first time and getting to know you. All right, so that first. Um, that first problem or that first issue that they need to solve, anyone, anyone's buying absolutely anything is the identification of the problem. Okay, so I identify that I need something. And whether that problem may be I need a new 42-inch TV on my wall for some reason, you know, because it went, you know, broke or whatever. Or what, you know, I need a new iPad because I, you know, can't read on the plane. It, it, there's, there's all sorts of, you know, identification of that problem. So in, in dental, of course, the identification of that problem um, you know, is, is always pain, right? Or confidence. Okay. It's pain or confidence. I'm in pain or I just can't smile. And I, I, you know, I just feel, um, I just feel like, uh, I feel unconfident, you know, in public. Right. And so that's, those are the two main driving factors in dental, um, you know, behind, uh, behind why they would identify the first stage of that problem. So identification is your first step, right? In, in the sales process. Your patient has identified they have a problem. And there's ways of actually being able to ensure you are positioned as the brand and that, that authority in their mind during that first stage of identification of the problem. At that point, they are still not warm. They are still what I call a cold eyeball, right? There's still You still have to turn that cold eyeball into a warm lead, okay? So they in their mind have identified um, that they need something, but they're not really ready yet to solve it, okay? So... In the case of, you know, pain or confidence, a lot of the times if you're not in pain, you're not confident, but, you know, as dentists know that if you're missing a tooth um, and your teeth start to shift, you're not going to notice that for about a year or so, right? 16 months, a year, whatever. So at the end of the day, you know, most people will just procrastinate that problem. Okay, so I, you know, I lost my tooth in a soccer game, but, you know, it takes me about, you know, a year, year and a half to, to fix that issue. Um, obviously, I'm going to procrastinate that because I'm not in a severe amount of pain. Um, and really, I haven't noticed my teeth starting to shift yet. And it's only on my bottom jaw anyways, which most people don't see. So I really don't care. So I can procrastinate it. Right. And so 
again, you have to discern what who your procrastinating patients are so they don't waste your time, right? You also have to discern where they are in the identification stage. So stage one and two, identify and in dental, it's procrastinate, all right? So you have to understand that pretty much all your patients are procrastinating something, all right? That's why you guys constantly start yelling at us for everybody for flossing and, and you know, brushing, obviously, right? Is because people procrastinate. Oh, I'll floss tomorrow or I'll floss the next day, right? I tell you, ever since I started working very heavily with dentists and in this industry and, and uh, you know, I, I think I brush like four times a day now, right? This is every single one of those dentists finish off with, you know, it's ingrained. So you always have to ensure what you're doing to, um, you know, to, to teach your patients is trying to get them to stop avoiding the procrastination stage, right? But you can't fight it. Don't fight the procrastination. That's it's just human behavior. That's the way it's going to – just don't let it affect your business, all right? Just understand that it's there, okay? So step one is in, in the sales decision funnel process is the identification that they have a problem. The second stage in their mind is procrastination. The third stage is that research stage, okay? So they're now researching – they're out there researching what they need uh, and who can solve that particular problem for them. And again, in, the, in, in previous podcasts, we've gotten into, you know, what, what affects that research phase, right? Um, it could be, you know, your reputation, your competency, uh, you know, during that research phase, you're looking for empathy, right? Uh, and so on. Okay. So you have to, you know, understand that, you know, the third stage of that, of a sales funnel, um, and, and a person's mind is always research, okay? So they, they're, they're in that research phase, and, and that's where, you know, you come in to physically provide them with, uh, you know, information that, that illustrates your competency, all right? It's not salesy information. It's information that actually illustrates your competency, all right? And so we've talked about using guides, uh, you know, checklists, video, um, you know, and there's, there's various other uh, programs out there that you can use that will show, uh, you know, your competency very easily, right? You can use Periscope to stream, you know, through Twitter, you know, scre- uh, stream Facebook Live, specific surgery, so on and so forth, right? So a lot of these things will show your competency and show that you're, you're active, all right? So that's the research phase. The, the biggest thing that I see uh, that helps dentists uh, overall and in the long run is, is just you know, writing uh, a specific, you know, five or six articles answering the top 10 questions that their patients are ans- asking them. And, and, you know, answer it from the gut, right? You can be raw about it. Don't, don't, you know, give it to a content writer and ask them to write it. Just literally go and take a weekend. And I know it kind of sounds like it maybe sucks, but it'll pay huge dividends to, to sit there for, you know, five or six hours and, you know, uh, grab a couple of drinks or whatever your drink of choice is or non-alcoholic or alcoholic and, and just, you know, um, just just write, okay, about your business right from the gut and, and answer the top 10 questions that your patients are answering you. Um, asking you all right and that'll contribute to your research phase it'll pay massive dividends for you in the future you'll you just won't know where some of these people all of a sudden are walking in and the sales cycle is you know three or four months shorter because of a specific article that you wrote that answered their questions in the very early research stages and it stuck with them all right so stage one identify stage two procrastination in dental all right of that of that you know decision sales funnel stage number three is research Number four is the micro-commitment, and that is where, uh, you know, we ask and, and we automate 
um, you know, the, the process of getting the lead to fill out a qualification form and tell us what their problem is, okay? And, and then schedule an appointment to come in and try to hopefully put them in your sales process to solve that problem, all right? So the, 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 the fourth stage is a micro-commitment, okay? So the micro-commitment uh, comes from, again, them committing a portion of their time to come in and get that consultation, all right, that is that is a micro commitment. It's it's uh, in in the online sales world, that micro commitment comes in the form of uh, you know say a software program. What they'll do is they'll give you uh, you know a seven day free trial, but ask you to put your credit card in. And once uh, the seven days is up, and if you don't cancel, you know before the seven days is up, your credit card's going to get charged. And so that's a micro commitment. You're putting in your credit card, and you know just through through the natural, you know, again, laws of, of sales and, and, and anything. People are always, you know, more comfortable buying something from somebody they've already purchased something from, all right? So, you know, software companies figure that out really, really early. So if you do a trial and you like that trial and you stay on for a, you know, you stay on past the seven days and they charge you, um, you're more likely to take the upsell three months later on the, you know, the larger program uh, there's more chances of you taking the upsell on the software that's going to help you a little bit better in your life, right? And it's a little bit more expensive rather than you have buying that upfront to start, okay? So instead of them selling you the $100 product right off the bat, you bought the $10 product monthly, but you really needed the $100 product. But they knew that they just couldn't sell you the $100 product, right? And they needed you to micro-commit, right? But it's much easier to sell you something once you're already on the platform, okay? So you know, you always have to make sure that you get some sort of, you have something in house that allows them to micro commit. Um, and another micro commitment, which I'm a big fan of, um, saving dentists, lots of money in this area, which is sort of stopping giving away free whitening. All right. Sell free whitening gift cards that they can give away to other people for 50 to a hundred bucks. You're gonna, I mean, why, <laughs> If you say to me, you know, well, it's fit, well, why would I sell a gift card for whitening for 50 bucks? It cost me 200. No, no, you're already giving it away for free. And I don't care what you say, you know, that patient, because you load them on as a new patient, isn't going to, you know, all of a sudden become a new patient because you gave them a free teeth whitening, especially if you're in the city and you're in a large population. They got too many dentists to choose from that are offering free whitening. They can just go and get a free whitening a year, right? And load on with a different dentist a year. Who cares? There's no loyalty with that, right? And it costs you money. So you cannot you know, expect to give something away to, for free to somebody and then expect them to go and buy a bunch of stuff from you after, right? That's really expensive. I mean, it just doesn't work that way. You've got to get them to micro-commit for something that's a smaller amount. Show your value. Value is always perceived, right? Some dentists do their implants for a thousand bucks and other dentists go, well, how, how the hell can they do an implant for a thousand bucks? You know, it's perceived value, right? That dentist is probably, you know, A, they know that they their hand's you know, aren't as good as probably somebody that can do it for four or five thousand dollars, and there's probably going to be problems in there. But that patient also, their expectations are set that if they're paying a thousand dollars for an implant, it just it may not go that great, right? It may not go that well. The material that they use may not be great material, but they're willing to take that chance because it saves them, you know, three or four thousand bucks. So, you need to discern what that is and what what those patients are, and you need to 
essentially not have that process cost you money. And in order to not have that process cost you money, you need to uh, gain some sort of micro commitment. And it could come in the form of something free, which is the free consultation to get them to come in. Or it could come in the form of you sign them some sort of service that's really cheap up front so that they can buy a more expensive service from you in the future. All right. The next uh, piece from that micro commitment is actually your core offer, right? So the, in the decision cycle, it's you go from, you know, if that implant patient came in for a free consultation and you took the time to spend with them and you spent that 45 minutes an hour, you gave them the package, uh, you know, maybe you used some software, uh, which we'll get into in another, uh, another episode um, that sort of helps you to uh, use your iPhone or smartphone to augment what their smile could look like right and things like that and you sent them maybe a postcard about the you know what their smile looked like afterwards um you know and, and you kept in touch with them that way that you know that being your core offer uh, that's what you want to that's what you that that's that's that you know that that critical stage in that decision or that sales funnel process right so you have identification that you know the problem the procrastination of the problem the research of the problem the micro commitment to solving the problem and then solving the problem right? Um, again, many factors go into that portion of the sales cycle. Did you ask the decision maker potentially in their lives, the other decision maker in their lives besides themselves to come in and in many, you know, happily married, um, and maybe even unhappily married, uh, you know, um, relationships, uh, or non-married or whatever. Um, you know, the spouse is normally the decision maker, right? Or at least good half of the decision maker and if you don't have them in in the first you know uh research stage right and the micro commitment stage um then you know your chances of of you know ensuring that that person leaves a deposit that patient leaves a deposit are very low or 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 at least are going to be um delayed right so you need to ensure that you've taken care of you know, the various other nuances in the sales cycle, right? Making sure other people are involved in that, in that process. Uh, whoever they are, you know, could be parent, could be spouse, uh, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. Right. So, um, in order to get to that, that core offer, uh, you need to make sure that you're very aware of those first four stages, right. And, and ensure that you get, uh, you know, the, the allure of some sort of micro commitment because a lot of patients will appreciate, you know, you showing that time, right? Especially if you put a value on that time, right? No matter what, in any market that we're in, we put the value of that implant consultation at $400, no matter what, $400, $500 minimum, okay? Um, and, you know, sometimes we're like, well, I mean, you know, it might just, if they're just doing a treatment coordinator or whatever, it might cost a little less. No, it, it, that, you have to put, in fact, I'd say it was a thousand if I could, right? Um, at the end of the day, to what, to solve a problem where I don't have to turn my face anymore, you know, in, you know, to cameras or whatever, and I know that that problem is being solved professionally uh, and competently, and I know I'm not going to have any issues for years to come, right? If ever. That's worth a lot of money, okay? And that's, something that you have to ensure that you relay to your patients, you know, before the next dentist does, right? Because again, we, we talk about this a lot. You have to automate the building of trust in your practice. You have to automate the building of trust constantly, all right? And so um, getting that core offer, getting that core piece sold is, is, you know, does not occur without understanding what those first four stages are in that person's head that they need to go through in order to get to your 
to your sale, right? Most people are just trying to go from zero. So, you know, uh, they haven't even identified the problem yet, right? Or they may not have a problem, right? So you're just getting out because that's called non-targeted advertising, okay? So when you when you get out to somebody that's identified their problem, you can actually target them. And that comes in the form of understanding the demographic, right? So if you say, well, you know, I would do my ads to 55 plus year olds that are in this particular neighborhood. I know that a lot of them are going to at least need implants or dentures and, you know, and so on and so forth. They're going to be having tooth problems as opposed to marketing, you know, or sending out advertising or PR efforts to, you know, people who are in their uh, 20s or whatever, right? Who just don't really care at that point. So, um, Going from zero to sale is what a lot of people try and do without understanding those first four stages and how they work, right? And how you need to ensure that those those stages are automated and work together in order to get to what your utopian stage is, which is they've bought from you and then now they're buying something else from you and they're referring somebody else, okay? And now that person and that patient is now worth over the course of a lifetime and the lifetime of the practice, you know, into the thousands instead of the hundreds or actually zero because they just took something for free from you and never came back. Right. So hopefully that helps. Uh, I kind of give you guys a little bit more of a kind of a a breakdown on, on how that process works. Uh, again, this is, this is the, what we described today was the offline funnel component, right. And how, what, what goes on into the, in the, you know, person's head. Um, what we'll get into in the next episode is the online component, how to and what to get out to build uh, in, in terms of what the tools are you need to use in order to get to the stages of identification, you know, and, and get past the stages of identification, procrastination and research and get to the stages of micro commitment, you know, core uh, offer sale. And then, you know, the, the, the upsell or the the, the the sell afterwards and the um, and the referrals. Okay, so I uh, hope you enjoy this. Hope you found this of value, and uh, we wish you a wonderful, productive week. Thank you.